Hey there, welcome back. Let uh, let me ask you a question. Do you ever get stopped in the aisle at Walmart or cornered in a booth at Denny's, you know, by some old friends you haven't seen for a long time, <laughs> wishing you could duck under the table? Well, it happens to me a lot, uh, except I'm the one they're trying to duck away from. <laughs> let's Let's go see how these folks handled it. There are friends, and then there are friends. You know the ones I'm talking about. Sometimes, you just can't escape them. This week's episode, Fickle Friends. Getting older means shedding the excessive baggage that clutters our lives, treasuring what we truly need, and casting off the barnacles. Oh, not just our worldly possessions, like that rusty bicycle your wobbly butt hasn't straddled for five years, or that blue suit that hasn't come out of the closet since Reagan was president, but also distancing ourselves from two-faced friends whose toxic relationship just isn't worth the effort. Behavioral scientists and sociologists have written about it extensively. How our social circle shrinks as well as we shrink, Here are their top three reasons. First, long after our Bocknellian party days of inconsequential youth fade, our lives get redirected toward careers and families. Oh, that crazy bunch of frat buddies and sorority sisters dissolve into the fog of misspent youth, rarely, if ever, to be seen again. Then, after struggling through one midlife crisis after another, we realize that time is a precious commodity. Ticking away. We can't afford to waste it frivolously. So we focus on spending it with family and loving friends as we shed ourselves of overly negative people. Finally, in our later years, we slow down and take time for introspection. We get to know our inner selves better. We accept our divergent interests and allow some relationships to just Fade away. Curling up on a couch with a good whodunit fills the void of our diminished social intercourse. And so it was with Frank and Mary Alice Kowalski. After Frank retired, the first thing he did was pull the plug on half the idiots he worked with for 35 years. At his lunchroom retirement party, his boss gave him a Walmart card, oh wow, and a slap on the back. Then, right there, standing by the soup and salad bar in front of everybody, he told Gladys Jasinski where she could stick it. After Mary Alice retired from the grocery store, first thing she did was get shed of that big mouth Bertha Brown, always arguing her baseless theories about UFOs, politics, and the communist conspiracy of the ever-escalating price of meat. After years of putting up with her on the cash register next to hers, Mary Alice told Bertha Brown where she could stick it. Frank and Mary Alice settled into the quiet lifestyle of their much-anticipated retirement, content with their modest home, modest income, and modest taste, ready to savor their senior years and enjoy what truly mattered to them, not the least of which was, aw, each other. Well, then it happened. 
Frank and Mary Alice became the two most popular people in town. The onslaught was relentless. Folks smiled and waved at them wherever they went, inquiring about some inane thing like, How's your garden, Mary Alice? Need some help mowing your lawn? How's the, fi- how the fish biting, Frank? While eating at Luigi's fine Italian dining on Friday nights, they were fussed over by every obsequious waiter in the joint, even the manager himself. How's your spaghetti tonight, Miss Kowalski? Get enough meatballs, Frank? Oh, more wine? The grocery store became an obstacle course. Every aisle, a gauntlet of shoppers blocked them, smiling like jackasses eating cactus, saying how happy they were to see them. Oh, and and did they notice the pork and beans in aisle seven were on sale? Even at Frank's Wednesday afternoon poker games down at the VFW, every vet in the back room slapped him on the back like he was Norm on Cheers. And complimenting him on his new Nikes and his knee-high socks, begging to see just one more photo of those grandkids. Well, that was all she wrote. Frank couldn't take it anymore. He shoved back his chair and ran out screaming, oh, just as fast as his new Nikes could go. Back home, he slammed the door shut. Mary, Mary Alice, Mary Alice, where the hell are you? Mary Alice stopped and looked up. Oh, what the heck is wrong with that man now? She threw down the pork chops on the counter and ran out of the kitchen. Damn it, Mayor, I wish you'd have never bought, bought that damn Powerball ticket.